All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, CJ Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network, the podcast where trailers could be fair and honest criticism they deserve after a night of drinking. My name is CJ Simonson. I'm the music editor over at Merry-Go-Round Magazine, and I am joined, as always, by... I am Kate Brockman. I am the TV editor at Merry-Go-Round Magazine. And we're here. We're doing it. Intro. That was a good one. Yeah. I felt like I rushed it. I feel like I rushed it. I know. I feel like you were like what we normally do. And at the last episode, I was like too slow. <laughs> you were being overly thoughtful. I was. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. Getting back in the swing. It's true. But as of this, it's as you Tuesday. are as you are listening oh, to this, it has not been a minute because we will have put an episode last week because we... Spoiler alert, record them in batches. Pull behind the curtain. Which means, guess what, folks? When I tell people that and they go, really? I go, yeah, how would you do this podcast? No, for me, people are like, oh, thank God when I tell them that we do it in batches. It comes either in thank God or oh, really? But yeah. Well, because then we only have to get drunk once. I know. Well, right. I'm like, how would you have done the podcast? Like, just logistically, you just have the time where you could just get, you know, Look, I get it. Some episodes were drunker than others. Yeah. I'm definitely more hammered now than I was on the thing you heard last week. Spoiler yes. alert. But like, here we are, and we're doing the thing, and I don't <laughs> I, know what to tell you. I was just about to say, guess what, fam? It's It's been a minute, but we are hammered on a Tuesday, and it's a sleepy episode. I think it's going to be more lively than you. Than, you know, than I am normal. so fucking tired well it's a disney episode and i hate disney so and let's I fucking loved do this oh no did you not like a lot of these trailers it's not about the trailers it's about the corporation you know the, the organization behind them well and guess what as of today i am a proud disney plus subscriber oh my god i yeah, bought it right. at yes. work and yes. i browsed at work yes and i came really close to watching the episode of new adventures of winnie the pooh that makes me cry and just sobbing openly at my desk just to make all my coworkers uncomfortable well i am for their sake glad you didn't do that i would have done it anyway i have to come up with new and creative ways to make them uncomfortable but now i'm just gonna go home and do it and i'm just gonna make my boyfriend uncomfortable and i've done it to him before because until now there's been no way for me to watch it and other than like one bootleg of it on youtube where the audio is out of sync and so mm. now this is going to be the first time I think since I was a child that I've actually been able to like enjoy it the way that it was intended. Peep. And Steven has ha- had this happen before where I'm like, what if we watch an episode of Winnie the Pooh that makes me cry? And he's like, Kate, if you watch the episode of Winnie the Pooh that makes you cry, it's going to make you cry. And I'm like, I'll be fine. And then I'm sad. And I'm like, why did I do this? And he's like, why did, why do you think it did that? And I guarantee that I am going to watch it when I get home and Steven is going to be like, why are you doing this? Here are things that I know. Um, and people can probably figure this out. I don't care about Disney. When Disney Plus was dropping all the, the all the knowledge on the Twitter timeline with all the images, I literally had maybe a, a small inkling to watch what I would generously give 6% of it. And, and What I, about Smart House? I don't care about it. What do you care about? 
I don't care about any of the Disney original movies. I genuinely don't care about Hocus Pocus or any of that nonsense. I, have I, not, I, have, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's fine. You're uh, From what I remember of my eight-year-old brain, you're not missing out on that much. But I, have, I love Smart House. I'm sure it's a, a fine movie that would absolutely hold up and uh, be worthy of your time in comparison to any other thing that you could be watching as an, a literal adult. But You I, know what I, I did find on Disney Plus? Oh, no. In the Disney Channel original movies? What? This I have not seen. Oh, no. But it's called... Here. Actually, I'm going to give you the log line, and then I'm going to tell yeah, you what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little girl okay. from Washington, D.C. Sounds hot. Meets... Okay. A little girl living in South Africa during apartheid. Okay, so it's a nice letter writing movie. She is she she is not from America, so she's not African American. She is a black girl. Okay, and they have some, according to the logline, misconceptions about each other, and it's called the color of friendship. It's almost like they have nothing that would actually relate to each other's lives. This movie was made in the year 2000. Yep, it sounds correct, and it's amazing. It's on Disney+. Plus. And I said that I would do a shot if this movie contains the phrase, friendship has no color. Oh, god damn it. Are so, you going to do that? I will. Can you if someone us next time I on the pod. If someone if someone can send me a video of this slide, I will No, 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 no. No, it's true. You have to do you have to do the work. You have to watch this movie. No, I'm no, I'm saying No, I'm saying if you send it to me, I will do the shot. If no, I am not at work, I, th- I will do I, it. Again, think, I will watch it myself. Wait, you think it's like an icing? It's like when you it's get a like spin off ice? No, it's I, think, like I think that's bullshit. I think you have to watch it yourself to find out if you have to do the shot. I think it's crap that someone would have to watch it and then let you know. But isn't you, it more fun if it could happen to me at any day at any time? Not really, because it's more fun to know you had to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch the movie. All right. I then. love watching dumb movies. Oh, no. I, I literally... The thing that I have enjoyed the most today, 11-12, as we record this. Oh, it is 11-12. That's kind of fun. In the distant past, um, from when you're listening to this, is that people have been like intentionally watching the worst thing they can think of on Disney Plus because Disney has said that the algorithm like kicks in to understand the first thing that you've chosen to watch on the platform as being a, a, a basis of guide. You yeah. Know? Um, and I love that people are like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Watching, like the most insane fucking shit. They can. I love it. Yeah. I'm honestly, I I recorded a beautiful podcast about this with Carter uh, that got yeah. corrupted. R.I.P. R.I.P. But I am really excited to see where the algorithm leads Disney as it relates to their content. I am really excited for that first big company meeting where they're like, well, I guess we're rebooting Mr. Boogity. <laughs> I would Mr. Boogity is the one that people are most stoked to watch to find oh, yeah. the algorithm, by the way. Um I I imagine that happens uh what, the second week of January, probably, yeah. right? After oh, yeah. they've had a full two months of the platform. I'm excited. I love I I do love Disney. I love Disney and I love data. I hate Disney. I love data. Data. Yeah. Data. Data, the character from Star Trek the Next Generation? Oh yeah, I love that guy. He's very good. Data. Yeah. Um, we should do shots and talk about what we're drinking and do the whole thing. Do the whole thing. Uh, I'm having a ginger ale and mojito rum. 
famously the mojito rum of which I own way too much of and that Kate gets to do a shot of probably until she dies. I'm not probably. really sure until I have a full. See that right there? That's a whole bottle that's not even open. Yeah. A lot of fun. It is activating my gag reflex. To be perfectly honest, CJ, I am a smidge out of practice. I am not feeling so great after this cocktail. I know. Well. And I'm about to do a shot of vodka. Well, and I'm going to do a, a nice old shot of whiskey. And I'm still drinking this IPA, although I am going to indulge myself in this vanilla porter. It's good. That we discussed on the last episode. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am not feeling extremely good. So let's see where this leads. Well, let's. let's Let's, let's get into it and we'll do the thing. Oh, Christ. And, oh, Christ. Christ on a cracker. Steven, I'm grade. so sorry. Which I might be so... about to call the boyfriend ambulance. I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm wow. sorry. Oh, bad. Oh. Ugh. All right. I don't feel like I'm out of shot. Oh, boy. I don't feel like I'm out of practice with shots. Like my standard order at a bar would be a Boilermaker, but. Oh, boy. Tonight, they're really getting to me. I think because it's fucking Tuesday. I think we didn't. It probably is that. We're just too busy. There's no other time for us to do this. Yeah, that's true. I, I am was, out of town this weekend. All I did this past weekend was drink wine. So <laughs> well, there wasn't any beer or liquor. In the I know. Weekend. I drank I drank beer and wine all weekend last weekend, too. Oh, no, that's true. That's not true. I did do one shot at my friend's giving thing that I was at on Saturday. Yeah, no, no shots for me, but I was at a winery on sunday so mm. there was a lot of wine drinking. do some shots of wine i uh, that's a lot i guess that's what a tasting is well you know we have on the books we're going to do a power hour of wine but um oh no that oh i cannot think of anything more horrible than that the only thing i can imagine with that is we would get like a blank table we would get not a blank table we get like a, a new table like a white table and then we would wear like white jumpsuits and then whatever the wine gets, because like that would be messy. Yeah, it was like whatever. Ooh. You could easily do it. I mean, if you found the right wine, like that a nice would white be wine so that gross. How much wine would you put away in a power hour? It would be easily like over a a bot like two bottles of wine in an hour. Probably be close to two bottles. Yeah, something like that. That's bonkers. I don't like that. That's so gross. You're getting that glint in your eye. It's going to be exciting when we do it for the spring. I uh, can't. TV preview. CJ, we will die. We will go <laughs> to the hospital. I will go to the hospital. Oh, we all will one day. But oh, no. Maybe not for related. Reasons. I went to the hospital when I uh, slipped my finger open with a knife. Was that recently? It was last summer. Oh, okay. Two summers ago. It's funny because I was like I'm gonna I was like I'm well it was hilarious because I'm like I'm gonna treat myself and get myself some nice new kitchen knives because I'm a winner and then literally the first time I used them I was slicing an apple and I cut my finger open and nothing compares to that feeling when like you've injured yourself and you're kind of trying to deal with it and it starts to dawn on you that you have to go to the ER Mm. and you're just like god damn it shout out to marriage story all right Let's oh, no, to... I haven't watched Marriage Story. <laughs> no, it'll be okay. That means nothing to you. Um, it doesn't. Well, I I have to. It's going to ruin my day when I watch it. Yeah, probably. I'm not. It's not. You talked a lot about how Midsommar was like relationship ending. Yeah. 
I would say this is far more like. Oh, really? Oh, no. Should I not? Because I've been trying. I was actually just talking about this today. Like, should I watch it with Steven? Should I watch it alone? Should I watch it with gal pals? I saw it with a group of people, but I did sit next to my girlfriend. You can read my review up on Mary Graham. Yeah. Didn't you write about like having fights with your girlfriend? Uh, I wrote about it in the context of the framing of me seeing the movie in which I, I had more recently been in a fight with my girlfriend. Yes. Mm. Uh, you can read all of that on marygrammagazine.com. It's mm. uh, it's good. The movie. Um, not I the have, fight. I have no, no not the fight. I, fight. I don't even know whether or not the review is good, but uh, I can say. Is con- it, is it going to ruin my day? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds probably. like it's going to ruin my day. It's a long enough movie and a procedural enough movie that probably yes. But also, our guy Adam Driver is cooking, baby. Oh, he's so good. good. Yeah, it's the only way to say it. Is he going to win an Oscar? God, I fucking hope so. Me too. Um, it's my favorite performance of the year. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. He's oh, very good. Love you. Love you, Adam. The only thing that might be standing in his way is the Sandman, and that's real exciting. Sandman is not going to win a fucking Oscar. Well, he's never won one yet, and people want him to. Yeah, so. but John Goodman's never even been nominated for one, and people want him to. Yeah, but he would have to be in movies that put him in positions to, and he should have gotten one for 10 Cloverfield. Like, he should have. We've talked Thank about that you. Spot. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Let's jump into... Onward. Yeah, some Pixar stuff. Pixar is here. Onward. Times of old, the world was full of wonder and magic. But times change. I'm a mighty warrior. Morning, Mom. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm going to meet Dad. dad oh boy remember that episode of jimmy neutron yes where the pants isn't that that's like the most uh, other than the movie i feel like the most iconic episode yeah jimmy neutron right yeah pants yeah the pants that's giant pants robots and stuff yeah Yeah. the pants come to life that's what this movie is dad pants pants dad i have a number of questions in so much as during i feel like maybe a particular pivotal moment i was writing a note and not paying attention to the trailer but why is it just pants and not it, it, they missed the spell right like, yeah they, they fucked they up. fucked up the okay. spell i couldn't tell if something because it seems like most of his them on a journey to find the his top half or i guess find i'm assuming a wizard that can fix it okay i, I wasn't sure like what the journey that wasn't was. established but i'm imagining that that's where this is going god i was so confused i was like i was like okay so why does going on a journey help him become full dad and not pants dad if they find the upper half is he not dead, dead? or he's is, still is he's dead magically alive and they can just kind of like pop him on like a lego or something i didn't understand i would as far as I can remember, nothing in the trailer indicated this to me. 
excuse me, but I'd imagine that they are trying to find a wizard who can fix it. Okay. Yes. Right. It also didn't feel particularly well established that like the wizard, again, maybe this is like either me not paying attention or me being drunk. It honestly is like, you know, six. Could go either way. Six That's one the half, magic of this podcast. Yeah. Six one half doesn't need that. We could figure it out either way. But like the wizard mage, the, 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 the staff, if you will, like being like a... It kind of felt like at the beginning she pitches is like the only thing it's going to be able to do is bring your dad back. Like that's what I, in my mind, I was like, oh, the only thing. So they really get one shot at this. And then it's like, oh no, they can, they can do, do all, other stuff. They can do all sorts of shit. They got a book and, and CJ, shit. let me tell you a little something about Pixar. You, you tell, you lay it on me. I will. There has only been, there have only been a couple of years in recent memory that's er, that's very true. And I'm so glad you. you bring it up. Fuck off. Not a lot of people okay. are talking about how there are oh only a God. few years in recent memory. All right. It's, I keep thinking there are so many, but then you it's like there are only fuck a couple. right off, you silly goose. <laughs> it was good. I you like missed her. I, I think that was a good point. Miss <laughs> Brogdon. Continue. I hate this. Yes. In my on you come onto my good Christian podcast. Yes, that's what this is. That's what this that's is. That's what all the people are. That's saying. That's what I tell my mom that it is. When we start advertising good Christian podcast, all caps. Yeah, Continue. that'll be our next Patreon exclusive sticker. Great. Trailer trash to good Christian podcast, that's, and it's Jesus with a beard. Oh my God, no, it's the fish. <laughs> <gasps> that's very good. That's anyway, right. only recently. <laughs> Has Pixar started releasing two movies in one year? Previously, it was one movie per year. The first year was Inside Out. And Good Dinosaur. Great film. Good Dinosaur. Meh. That's okay. Second one, Coco. Great film. Yes. Finding Dory. Not great film. I think Finding Dory is a pretty good movie. No, it's not. Sure. Why is it bad? It. Other than like, it's like weirdly specific, like, um, uh, and uh, despite being a movie that is preaching inclusion, a movie that is also very anti, like one of the characters. Strange. Yeah, my I actually reviewed this on the old site. To I don't I don't want to go down a Finding Dory hole, but basically no one does. No, trust me. <laughs> god damn it, no one do, no one does. I'm oh god, my train of thought here it comes. It's coming back. Mm-mm. It's Dory ish. Finding. Finding Dory. Okay, so Pixar is a company take that's your birth control. yes. Um, actually, I am on my period. I don't have to take it right now. Nice. Now we know. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Finding Dory. Yeah, yeah, right. God is a film. Yeah. About a fish. Yep. And Pixar is a company that values like story and cohesion and thinking very deeply about the things that they do and the choices that they make. In the whole first movie, we have all decided that Dory's forgetfulness is like a funny personality quirk of hers. Right. And then in Finding Dory, we're like, oh, no, it's autism. No, yes. I, I, yes, there is, it becomes slightly more a... uh... And it's like... It feels retroactive in a way that I guess Pixar usually isn't as clumsy in that way. And the other thing is, it's one thing to like break reality a little bit in like Up, where like okay, balloons carrying a house, all right, fine. Or like Toy Story, toys coming to life, all right, fine. Well, it's cartoon. An yeah. octopus driving a car. Yeah, I mean, th- but that kind of stuff exists to some degree in the original 
Finding Nemo. Like the entire fish tank stuff is like they, they don't, but they don't drive a car. It's true. I mean, they're definitely asking you to exist out, uh, to consider it as a cartoon and not just a movie. About Finding Dory fish. was not as good as Coco. I no, yeah, I agree. Okay. No, for sure. Pantheon wise, absolutely. I would yes. not say Finding Dory is bad personally, but um, at least not in the way that people consider Good Dinosaur to be. F- far worse i i consider inside out to be probably one of the three best pixar movies i agree but, um, so now we can discuss that more probably in a later segment but now we have two pixar movies coming out the same year correct and one is onward which seems deeply confusing well onward feels like a dreamworks movie people keep saying this yeah oh uh, i don't i've not seen the trailer for this prior to now I don't disagree. I don't think it's as subversive and winky-winky as a lot of DreamWorks films are. I think it's DreamWorks in its more clumsy sense of like, uh, you know, I don't know. There's clearly, like, I think DreamWorks at its best is like, well, DreamWorks at its best is unquestionably like the uh, How to Train Your Dragon series, which I think is honestly as close as it gets to being a Pixar movie. But Generally speaking, I think DreamWorks for a very long time had a nice run of being a, you know, a a, a series of films that, uh, fuck, I, I wish I could remember who even said this. And I think I've even said it on the pod, but, you know, how Disney made movies for people, for, for adults who wanted to feel like they were kids. And DreamWorks made movies for kids who wanted to feel like they were adults. And and I think that there is something semi true about that. I think Pixar kind of you know threaded the needle a little bit, as it were, and made movies that kind of worked on both ways, but definitely leaned more towards kids. Onward doesn't seem quite as like a hey, like no, we get it, like adult stuff's funny, but at the same time, like it's definitely <laughs> guys. Little... What if Shrek like comes out and it just big fart fart, you know? Or, Hell or yeah, weird like. He has a small dick, right? Jokes. You wink, know. wink. It's just weird that the Shrek organically came up for a second time in the two episodes in a row. Um, with oh, the we... Lord Farquaad stuff. That's right. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know. It just definitely feels like it's... And also the character design. It's just like a kind of across the board. It's a little bit more zany. I have yeah. to be a little kind to the character design because the younger brother looks exactly like Steven. I don't... Yes. I, yeah. I forgot <laughs> I forgot when the teaser of this came out, you were like, oh, we have to make sure that you bring that up because we talked about it in person. Or? Yeah. He, Steven like owns this shirt. Yes. It is alarming how much this character looks like Stephen Porfiry, the love of my life, who I respect and might have to pick me up after this. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't. It's um, un, It's weird. I, yeah, I don't know. Everything about it felt just slightly off. Yeah. But here's the other thing about Pixar. Yes. I always withhold judgment. Yeah. Because they're very kind of piggybacking off what we talked about in the last episode with Blumhouse where two trailers that look like great films where they clearly showed too much in the trailer. Pixar is very conservative with their trailers. Um, Like there's a, um, there's a really funny interview with Richard Kind where when he, he like, he was bitter because he didn't get to go to the premiere of Inside Out because they didn't want anybody to know that he was in the movie because Bing Bong was this very special surprise. So I the rule with Pixar is you always kind of have to withhold judgment until you see the movie, and I will do that. But between this movie and the one we're about to talk about, 
this one seems like it's going to be the finding dory yeah it's i yeah i don't know i mean for me pixar has an incredible amount of like goodwill you know oh yeah at this point like the number of pixar has not made a bad film i mean that third cars movie is like but it's still the second sorry the second cars movie is not great it's not great, but all it's things cons- all things considered, I, I granted I have not seen all three of the Cars. Movies. I did not see three. Maybe two, now I'll watch them now that I have Disney Plus. Two as a you know secret, uh, it, like uh, it, two two is not good. But I don't know. I I would say I would say by and large, like the number of actual Stone Cold classics they have under their belt and. M- by and large, the number of classics they continue to put out. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that is a better benchmark for yeah. me of, of how good they like, are. Like, within the last five years, like, Toy Story 4, amazing. Inside yep. Out, amazing. Coco, amazing. And just... I don't know if I think Toy Story 4 is amazing. But... Toy Story 4 was very good. It was good. I thought it was very good. I have my issues with it, but... It is an extremely funny film. It is, and... Oh, yeah, and I think that there are characters, not Forky, by the way, Disney+, Plus, that deserve their own series. Yeah. Shout out, uh, Kaboom. But I, yeah! I, 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 I just, I don't know how anyone was like, yeah, Forky, that's the character who gets their own fucking series. Like, what? <laughs> Were we watching the same movie? Like, I don't understand. That's true. Um, no, you are 100% right. But, uh, you know. This I, has always been a pro-Keanu podcast. Always, always. Speaking been. of pro-Keanu. Yep. Dating, uh, dating a beautiful and talented woman who is his age and has talented a... for sure. Um, no, she's beautiful. I don't know. What? I can respect his decision while also not finding her to be that attractive. No, she's like I think she's very pretty. You don't think so, really? Not, not really, but. No, good for kids. They held hands. I know. I, I, trust me, no one is. Why happy am I like reason. crying? You don't have to. I'm <laughs> so okay. tired. I'm very. I too am happy for him. I. I just. It's I nice. Personally do not find her it's nice for people to be in love. I know. I know. It's yes. I now I've got nothing. Um, the other thing we should mention. Forky. No, we should mention <laughs> hashtag Bring Back Fat Pratt. Oh, that's right. Oh, this is fucking Pratt, isn't yeah. it? And it's Tom Holland. Don't we like we like Tom Holland though? Yeah, he's a smooth young boy. We like him. A smooth, a smooth boy. Smoothest. Yeah, bring back, make Pratt fat again. Fuck Chris Pratt. He broke Anna Faris's heart. He is a fuck boy. And the other thing I should mention too is it seems like the younger brother is genuinely perplexed and awestruck by the idea that their dad could come back. Uh, Chris Pratt's older brother character. This is he is unfazed by this idea. The mom's like, yeah, sure. Like, the, the uh, you know, it's time. Here's this incra- crazy piece of magic. Which are they elves, by the way? I wasn't a hundred percent confident on that either. No one knows. I it didn't watch. Matter. I didn't watch Brighton. I think there was like a mushroom house they were living in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But Chris- what if today times, but elves? It's. Si- well, they do show like olden times. CJ, fairy lives don't matter today. Oh boy, uh, not willing to get into that hashtag on this podcast. That but, was a uh, quote from Will Smith's character in Bright. Is it re- that he says that? Yup. Oh uh, yikes! He there's like a fairy, like a pest on the front lawn, and he and his wife tells him to go out and kill it. So he goes out and kills it, and everybody outside is like, "Come on, man!" And he's like, "Fairy lives don't matter today." Oh 
I swear to God, I can't believe you didn't know this. Uh, chose not to watch the movie. Lindsay Ellis does a great uh, video about it. You should watch that. I'll watch that instead of Yeah, watching. that's what I did. Are I, they making a second one? <laughs> I think they are. Does Max Landis have a career still? Why is that a thing? That doesn't, guy sucks. It doesn't matter. Netflix sells their rights. They'll make a second one. A lot of people watch it. All right. Let's move on to Soul. The second of our Pixar double feature. More Pixar. Guys, we got to start making some movies about the African-American community. It's really important that we're inclusive. But also, we need to be able to screen this film in China. So let's make them a cute little glob of cum. Isn't that? Uh, yeah, I guess. He's very cum-like, I suppose. I don't know. Soul. Soul. What would you want to be known for on Earth? We only have a short time on this planet. You want to become the person that you were born to be? Don't waste your time on all the junk of life. What am I doing? Spend your precious hours doing what will bring out the real you. The brilliant, passionate you that's ready to contribute something meaningful into this world. I got the gig. I really need a haircut today, man. Can you fit me in? Whoa, whoa, sorry. It looks good. I mean, it does look good, but people people who are much more invested in the issue of African American yes. representation in media than I have rightfully pointed out on Twitter that Disney does this weird thing where it's like, look, we made a movie about a black person. But also they're a frog. But also I they're understand. a frog. Also they're a glob of cum. Yes, I understand. And it's like, that's not It's problematic. It's like, well, he's got a little hat. It's like, no, no. Mm. It is problematic to be sure. I uh, we gotta we gotta sell this movie in China, goddammit. and China won't look at black people. Yeah. So we got it's sorry that's the way it is. Yeah. I hate it. All the NBA stuff has been. We can't all be breadwinner, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I do think Soul looks much better than it does look much better. The fact that the trailer is much more vague. Well, this is the teaser, and onward, we didn't actually cover the teaser trailer. Yeah. Was, but, you know, so there'll be something more. But, like, I remember, there. like, the trailers, even the full trailers for Wally and for Up were super vague. And this feels similarly vague. Yeah, agreed. In a way that makes me think this is going to be extremely good. I think so. I mean, it, it was actually really funny. I noticed, you know, watching them back to back because the, these two trailers specifically actually didn't drop that far apart from each other. Um, the the actual movies that they attempt to highlight as like brought to you by um, and onward was like, you know, uh, Toy Story and I think maybe like Bugs Life or Monsters, Inc. or whatever. It was like definitely down that train. Mm-hmm. And Soul was like Coco and Inside Out and yeah. stuff that was definitely a little bit more... For lack of a better is word, is Soul like, Brad Bird? I don't know who's actually directing it. Um, I don't remember seeing that come up. Brad Bird makes all the good Pixar movies. Yes, well, and Brad, he is also a dirty Lasseter apologist. That's true. Most of Pixar seems to be. Yes, but um, Onward was definitely like they uh, accredited uh, Incredibles. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's uh 
it's interesting how they very specifically seem to pick out like the the more, comps. Well, yeah, exactly. The comps of like more spiritual, intellectual, mm. you know, for lack of a better word, less plot driven. Inside Out is so good. Inside Out's brilliant. Um, it's very fucking good. Yeah. I And, and this seems, uh, the, my fear though, is that it says like Inside Out and then like the Inside Out title card, if I remember correctly, like basically directly leads into like, here's this reveal that like he is a character. Yeah. Presumably inside his body or, or he's dead existing somewhere as his soul, you know? And it's like, Oh, but it's also about like soul music. Right. Soul. So does he want to be remembered the for connection. his soul? But he is also a soul. Yeah. Soul. Uh, sounds real good. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's Tuesday, man. I can't fucking do this. I think I think this looks like the most like inside out, but I think like the comp is almost like too direct because it almost feels like oh, this is basically inside out, just like instead of the in your brain. It's but like that's what, you die. what. But that's what we said about all the other freaking Pixar movies. Like oh, this is just this. Oh, this is just that. And then it's like oh shit, the first ten minutes of Up is amazing, and the rest of it is pretty good. That's very true, but. But I mean, like Coco, the- like when Coco was coming out and everyone's like, oh, it's literally the book of life. And then it's totally different. That's true. I'm not like Pixar a- is mar- they're marketing geniuses. I will withhold judgment on both of these. But by virtue of this podcast, I will share my thoughts on the trailers as they exist. I will say that like soul immediately, like the opening shot of like the people walking through the crowd and stuff is just like just the actual their like- feet, their shoes, which have souls. Is that like, do they focus on that? I don't remember. They do. The very yeah. first shot is all of their feet is there, all in their shoes walking on I the street. I didn't like correlate the, yeah, yeah, Their yeah, right. souls and they're, their they're soul good. music and this man's literal cum soul. But I, oh no, I do not like cum soul as a phrase, by the way. Uh, Too bad it's already the title of the episode. I, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> as, as like a, uh. Just the actual like cinematography of the thing, I thought was like so much more interesting than anything Onward's doing. It's like Onward, oh yeah, like the Martians need moms, fucking movie. Mars needs moms. That's the thing. And then, oh, like, that's so dirty. Well, you know, and then Soul, it's like, oh, it feels like very specific. It's like it's meant to be jarring and disorienting, and it's like oh, the hustle and bustle or whatever. But it, it, in a way that feels almost so like hyper stylized mm. you know as to be like shot like a real movie yeah i got to go to a really really cool q a for toy story 4 where they talked about the actual um filmmaking process and now they have this insane future technology for pixar where they will build out the environments in a digital space right. and then have the animators Cinematographer. Oh. put on a vr helmet and you can actually be in the space and like frame shots and they like match the camera to like have the effects of like actual real lenses that you can buy and they're they're making them like real live action movies but they're but now with the advent of cg and vr technology they're pretty much like shooting these movies like you would shoot a traditional live action film in a 3d space yeah, I don't It's remember. super cool. I forget. It was like, it was probably, I mean, it was like easily, you know, at least seven or eight years ago. But when I saw, um, I was in the Q&A class, like when I, you know, went to film school, no big deal. Um, but A really was, awesome woke film school. Oh God, we don't have to get into it here, but yeah. Um, yikes. Uh, the, uh, 
but we had someone come in that had done cinematography and had worked with animated movies and they were talking was about it like, andrew stanton with paper man because he did come he did come and i do remember seeing that i don't I don't remember, but it, it, I think it was more like on the cinematography level than it was like a directing level. But they were just talking about like, yeah, like we have the ability to like, sh- you know, focus and reframe and like, like the, people think that it is more a, uh, you know, that our role is lessened because of the process of making animated movies. But really, like it's it's very particular, like yeah. the way that you want to frame shots because that's not something that actually like animators necessarily it's not that they don't consider it but it's like weird it's almost like animated movies are like real movies it's true yeah but i but it is cool that the actual like that they build out the worlds and then actually like establish frame yeah which is which it's is so cool because basically before you were establishing frame and then expecting a world to be built which is yeah far different um or like how you know in 2d animation your board artists are kind of like your directors mm-hmm. because they're framing all the shots right, and exactly. figuring out how all that stuff plays out and so you know 2D animated series and films have directors that go through and like give notes and change things and clean things up but it's it's not the same and right. especially at the Pixar level the way that you are able to literally put on a pair of goggles and go into an environment and sh- shoot a movie with a camera well, it, is, it blows my goddamn mind it is so cool well it continues a narrative that's you know basically begun since the beginning of the 90s but you know the narrative that uh animators are have way more control over the actual thing that's being presented on screen. Well, that's the draw any other time, because if you're actually the person that is creating the world, then you are giving limited options to someone that is attempting to frame things versus attempting to frame things and telling someone, this is what I want to be in the frame. You know, it's like, yeah, it is different. I mean, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, if you're animating something and you're like, Oh, well, Let's just go back to the store that we've been in before. It's like, well, okay, is it the same time of day? Is it from right. the same angle? Like, Where we have to light it differently? It? Like, blah, blah, blah. That's all right. that stuff. You can't just, like, go to the location. Yeah. You have to make it. There's That's... nothing. It's crazy to me, and I love it. You are in this world. Everybody. I am. I love it. I live in my happy, happy cartoon world. That's what I live in. Well, let's move away from it for maybe a (laughs) small moment, but actually not that much of a moment, and move into the rapid-fire stuff. Let's do it. Let's talk about Lady and the Tramp, which is uh, technically available to stream the moment you're listening to this. The doggies. Yeah. Disney Plus. (laughs) They made the movie with the doggies. Yeah, I don't know. CJ, did you know that they used real, like rescue dogs to make this movie i've read that um they're, they're, they're doggies i find it to be very jarring to see them talk just as i was it the is lady king, or the lady king the, the lady king. <laughs> the lady and the king uh oh you're you're blowing it the lion king really. yeah. Yeah, yeah um i don't know yeah i don't know why they didn't just like homeward bound it i don't know either. i don't know why this movie exists I d- yeah, I don't know. Like, I know why. No, I understand. Yeah, I totally understand why. I think it's funny for a couple of reasons, right? Like, like on paper, <laughs> this movie makes, what, $130, $140 million probably, like, 
you know, does fine. Yeah. Like, how many people have that much of an emotional investment in Lady and the Tramp? And I am saying this knowing, like, that was, like, my grandma's favorite movie. But like, CJ, wildly. they eat the spaghetti and he pushes the meatball. I get it. It's iconic. Like, <laughs> beyond that, like, that one sequence, I couldn't have told you anything about that movie. And I watched it way too many times when I was a kid. This is the night. Right. It's a beautiful night. And that one sequence, great. Love it. There's actually two sequences in this movie that are great. Okay. There's that one, and there's the song that they sing in the jailhouse. He's a tramp, but they love him. I don't even remember them going to jail. It's in this trailer. That they go to jail? They go to the pound. Oh, the pound. Oh, okay. Dog jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. He's a tramp, but they love him. Are they doing like... And I wish that I could travel his way. It's a good song. That song fucking slaps. Two great parts in this movie. The rest, I do not remember. I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I guess when it was happening, when we were watching the show, I was like, "Oh, that's right." There's like a kid coming. That's like the whole impetus of the thing. It's a baby, Jim Deere and Maura Darling. Right. I remember more of this movie than I thought. Terrible names. Well, because that's what the dog thinks that the names are, because she always calls him Jim Deere. Or Deere. Jim Deere and Maura Darling. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of cute. It's dumb. I think <laughs> it is dumb, but it's also cute. <laughs> I secretly think this may be a bad movie. But now I'm just talking about how much I like the animated film, and none of it has to do with the fact that this is a live action movie. I know. And the tramp. I Careful, did s- it's live action. It is live action. I know. It's live action with VFX. Yes. And they look bad. Like every time the dogs talk, I was like, oh, this looks pretty bad. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's partly because, like, at least Lion King was an all digital yeah. you know, world. But. Um, I did see another really good Twitter take that even though these are dogs, they managed to make the female dog character look 25 and the male dog character look 50. <laughs> it helps that one's gray and the other one's like... I know, right? But it's also not... That's not wrong. Well, no, you're right. <laughs> I did not come up with that. I read that from someone on Twitter, but I have that's not... That's true of the I original have n- cartoon, too. I actually. have not been able to stop thinking about it's it. True. It's true. No, I think in the original cartoon, he's a little more like the Disney Robin Hood where he's a little like young... Like, Young and sassy and scampy. This one, he just looks like an old dog. Well, what's his name doing the voiceover isn't helping a ton. I don't even know. Who, who is it? Was. It's the guy who. Lady wrote sounds Zoolander. familiar. I don't remember. Ben Stiller? No, not the other guy he did it with that was in the left. Owen over. Wilson? Oh, Je- Jeff Wilson. Chris no. Wilson. Uh, that You're naming the wrong ones. It's the, the Wils- um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. No, Justin Thoreau. Oh. oh, and Tessa Thompson was Lady. Oh yeah. my god. Sam Elliott's in this movie. Janelle Monet. Benedict Wong. Wow. And Jim- they made uh, now Jim Deere and Moradar are a nice are a nice mixed race couple because this is the year twenty nineteen. I like that. There are a lot of people actually really liking this. Um and yet I'll never see it. There's just zero chance. I know. Honestly, I don't even. I think I'm just gonna watch Smart House. I don't think I'm gonna watch this. Well, that was well established. Talk. Also, I like cocker spaniels. They're the grossest fucking dogs. Are they really? So gross. Yeah, we had a cocker spaniel. His name was Snickers. He lived for like 15 years. It was way too long. And oh, the last several years were rough. And he all they do is were they were they were they rough? Very good. Dog joke. And they eat their own shit, and they're just gross. Don't all dogs do that? No, uh, he did that from the from the jump. 
And then I was like, well, we can train them out of that. And then it's like, no, that's just what Cocker Spaniels do. It's like part of their whole like thing. What if Lady eats shit in this movie? The tramp shit? Oh, does the tra- wait, is the tramp the Cocker Spaniel or is she the Cocker Spaniel? No, Lady is the yeah. Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. Lady, what if Lady the eats her own- The tramp is a tramp. Yeah. yeah. What if Lady eats her own shit in this um, movie? It'd be both hot and also Do you think there's going to be do you think there's going to be an awkward dog pooping in this movie? For sure. I already thought it was that weird that they were gendering the dogs. Yeah. There's like a weird moment in the beginning where he's like, are you are you folks, are you ladies twins? And he's like, I'm her husband. And I was like. And it's like, whoa, awkward. It was like. Weird. It is a weird joke. It I get weird. why it was, it's it was, like. It was weird specifically for one reason, which is that like the owner of the dog put the like weird bow on the dog to make it like. Uh, How which, did they get dog married? I don't know. Those are questions I don't know. And, like, I don't know how you're supposed to gender your dog. You just do it however you want to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you have a dog, you put a bow on it, then I guess you want it to look like a, a lady dog. Like, I, I will I say we have a new neighbor who thought that Beans was a girl cat, and it did offend me a teeny tiny bit. Oh, well, there you go. That was what happened with this dog to his dog wife <laughs> in the trailer. Why does he have a dog wife? I don't know. Let's move on to uh, Wendy. I, full disclosure. You you start, because I feel like we're about to have very different takes. Uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild is my favorite movie of the 2010s. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I love that film. I, I, I've watched it twice. It had both times just such a genuine emotional impact that I was like, this is amazing. I, I, I. You know, and and it will not be well represented on our decade list for Mary Ground. You know, spoiler alert. But I really do love that movie. I think it's it's so good, and I think the performances are so good. And I, I could go on about how much I like it. I think Wendy just looks like Beast of the Sun Wild, which is wild. Like it just looks like the same movie. Like I just, it's it's kind of surreal that the director A took so long to follow something up, and B is uh, is B following it up with a. You know what I would assume is a semi tentpole release. Like, like it's interesting to like do that and then see it's on Fox Searchlight. Like I just don't under. There are so many question marks I have across the board. Um, I love Beasts of the Southern Wild and I like Peter Pan enough. I think those things are exciting together. I think I, so too. I really do feel like this it looks try hard. I think try hard is fair. Yeah. I think. All Peter Pan stuff feels a little try hard. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment, but it's hard because it's like I think Hook as an idea feels very. I love Hook. Right, and I think <laughs> that like, but I think I, I can't tell if that's a, like a performance-based thing or the way that they shot it or what. Like Hook just feels very. I feel effortless. like I feel like Hook is different enough. When I say Peter Pan feels try hard, I mean like it's like. Peter Pan, but like today times, or like right. Peter Pan, but they're wolves. I don't know, but you know what I mean. Anything that's trying to take a bite out of specifically like the original Peter Pan narrative, sure. whereas I feel like Hook uses it more as a jumping-off point. Yeah, if you were like, I want to watch Peter Pan, and then you watch Hook, like that would not be right. what you do. So. But with with this, I just feel like there's something about Peter Pan as a figure of literature and film that 
just is something's off. It... I don't know why. Like my experience of Peter Pan is like Disney girls who want to fuck the guys that play Peter Pan in the parks, but literally all of them are gay. All right, that's a perspective. There's like there's just so much like over romanticization yeah, of yeah, this yeah. story where like when you watch the Disney film like. Peter Pan just straight up lets all of his mermaid friends damn near drown Wendy. And when Wendy's like, what the fuck? He's like, I don't know. Peter Pan's a piece of shit. No, for sure. And everybody's like, ooh. And then there was that one that came out in like the mid-aughts where Peter Pan was like a sexy boy. Yeah, it was like the weird Joe Wright movie. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And so there, I like that this isn't like sexy Peter Pan. Yeah, no, I like sure. that it's actual kids. Peter Pan isn't really even genuinely all that much of a focus of the trailer. Um, yeah, it's called Wendy. And and it is very focused, even almost less on her beyond the narration of just the world, which yeah. is cool. I, and I think that that is probably what Hook excels at the most is like, yeah. how can we flesh out what the world would look like in a way that's kind of alt the animation? It felt a lot to me like Spike Jones is where the wild things are. Yeah. Um, meets Hook meets Beast of the Southern Wild, which I think is like a really interesting cocktail of things. I think I, so too. I like the idea of the guy behind Beast of the Southern Wild doing a take on Peter Pan that sure. feels that feels right. And at the same time, though, for me, like Beast of the Southern Wild is already this like fiction of a children's imagination that I think is like compelling. Like I want the guy to do something different. You yeah, know? I feel like this is gonna lean more fantasy than Beast of the Southern Wild, Probably. which, while it has fantasy elements, is still very grounded in it's this extremely fantastic. like stark and sad reality. But there's stuff in here where you're like, oh wow, it seems like that that they have grounded the actual fantastical world of Peter Pan. Like the pirates in this movie seem very like. They're just sailors in New Orleans. Like that's where I'm like, oh, this really? Is I felt like that was one of the more fantastical elements of this trailer. Really? I just felt like it with it, like a bunch of just dudes on a boat. But it felt very just like the guys that exist in the world of Beasts of Southern Wild, which is like guys hanging out in the bayou in chips. That's true. I guess that's fair. I, I don't know. I've I mean, also been drinking all night. That's also very true. Um, I am excited at this. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want to hold it at kind of like arm's length and be like, I don't know. Like, just because a lot of those things sound good as a hypothetical and like look pretty, it's weird how insanely specific the like visual iconography of it is. But Yeah, but I feel like Beast of the Southern Wild also had a really weird trailer that nobody could really wrap their head around. It's true. I am optimistic about this. I am too. And I, and I want the best for it because I really do love beasts and i and do for a rewatch probably as Me i too. like walk into the decade and go this is my favorite movie and then i'm like well it's been a couple of years <laughs> you know i had uh, a i had a similar experience i don't think this movie came out this decade but i um because it was recently the 5th of november i re uh, i yes. v for vendetta i uh, yes remember remember and i was like this movie's probably not gonna hold up but it'll be fun to watch it because when i was in high school and when i was in like early college it used to tell people it was my favorite movie mm. and then i rewatched it and i'm like fuck this movie rules <laughs> i've weirdly <laughs> i uh the only time I, one of the only times i've ever shit myself in my life was before beaver vendetta before yeah yeah, yeah. i saw <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, before. Well, you, you, I mean, you have to tell the story. I did a double feature with that and another movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Inside Man. 
Um, but then your poop was outside, man. Uh, like gambled, you know, you know when you gamble, and then like just weirdly mm. didn't work out. Don't know what happened. And then I was like, that didn't seem correct. So you watched all of V for Vendetta with shit in your pants. Incorrect. Was walked <laughs> from inside band, snuck into the next movie, right by myself. Um, because no one wants to see those movies when I was like uh, junior in high school or whatever. Um, you know, r- roll the die doesn't come up snake eyes and i'm like well shit and i was like this is literally and i was like this doesn't seem correct so <laughs> went to the bathroom i was like yeah that was not the that happened move uh tossed him out and uh and walked back in the theater watched all the movie done yeah you like me for vendetta like a pro um yeah i do like that movie um i don't Re- like as much as inside man but i do like it quite a bit. rewatching v for vendetta Post 2016 election is extremely spooky. Yeah, that would be my thought. I haven't watched it, yeah, in a more recent context. Because I, I, ha- I kind of had a feeling that. So there's this new thing among the editors of Mag Around Magazine where they just call everything that I like the My Chemical Romance of X. So like, Vita Vendetta is the My Chemical Romance of movies, which isn't wrong, but also let me live. And so <laughs> I don't love the comp, but. I guess if they're just like teasing. Yeah. Thank you, CJ. Yeah, for sure. I am not a part of this. So, um, the, I kind of expected it to be like, all right, this is going to be pretty edgelord, but like, I'll watch it. It It not only holds up, it made me very emotional. (laughs) Well, it's got, from what I remember pre-election watching, I mean, Hugo Weaving's just such a national treasure. There's he, everything. He's very good. It's just a great film, and the romance is problematic as fuck, but I like I it. Just did it. I like yeah. it. I'm yeah. sorry. Anyway, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Jungle Cruise. Um, you lay the- out your thoughts on Jungle Cruise. Oh my god, it's the backside of water. That's the thing that they say. You do not like this trailer. Uh, I like this trailer. Really? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to lay out my reasons why. Please, please. Um, I really do love the idea that someone finally got somewhat of a memo and was like, you know what? We should just try and make more things that look and feel like Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, that was a formula that quickly died out for them. But... I think it works pretty strongly here. Like, this has tons of Curse of the Black Pearl vibes. And that's a movie that I think is, like, one of the more inventive and interesting blockbusters of, you know, this millennia. I really think that Pirates of the Caribbean was lightning in a bottle. And and that's very valid. It is the only good... The first one is the only only good good one. And you know why? Because the only thing that it really draws from the source material being the ride is, like a handful of visual Easter eggs. Correct. And this is already like the backside of water. I I would be curious to revisit the original trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean. I agree that there is a degree of tongue in cheek. Oh, like it's a ride. This is a thing. Um, I have to imagine that has to exist as the postmodern follow-up to something that is attempting to obviously exist in the kind of shadow of that movie um at the same time there are things i don't like about this trailer i do think that like all the kind of elements of it exist in something that could be a pretty good movie 
I really like Emily Blunt. I think that she is kind of a compelling lead actress in this kind of film. Um, I think it's very difficult to look at this trailer and watch The Rock and not think like, wow, that guy's way too ripped to be a riverboat. Right. Basically. Um, But at the same time, this is the kind of thing The Rock excels at, right? The aw shucks down on his luck, but also like, you know, has the skills to be better. Could fuck you within an inch of your life. Yeah. Oh, well, that for sure. Um, What? But (laughs) but CJ, imagine if it was Emily Blunt and like John Mulaney. Right. Well, that's where I'm kind of like, we could find a better person. Wouldn't that be so great? 10 out of 10 would watch. Imagine because... Oh, I'm imagining. CJ, when I tell you, like, Jungle Cruise, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Like, being on the ride. Uh, Oh, I don't don't know. Bad (laughs) puns. Okay, sure. The whole ride is bad puns. Don't remember. It's like, you go through, and it's like, it's like, oh, God. Of course I'm, like, drawing a blank. But it's all really dumb dad jokes. So So you go on the ride, and there's, like, you see an elephant. It's like, oh, there's the most... The second most terrifying and dangerous animal in the jungle, the African elephant. And then you go through, you see another African elephant. It's like the first most terrifying animal in the jungle, his mother-in-law. And everyone's like, oh, shucks. I will say two things about that. One, I'm going to guarantee there are a bunch of bad puns in this movie. Oh, I'm sure. It would be dumb for them not to. I I guess with the WWE background, Rock classifies as like bad pun vessel. Oh, I was going to say... Daddy's got to go to work. Like, that's his <laughs> most signature line in any movie. And that's, like, already an insane, like, really? You delivered that story? But wouldn't you like, love, you like, a Jay Baruchel in this movie? Yeah, no, for sure. I, but what I was going to say is that, like... What I'm saying is I don't want an indigenous New Zealander. I want a white man. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not what I'm actually saying, but I, re- I am acknowledging that that's how it sounds. Please continue. <laughs> I just think, like, it's probably targeting people like me who have lived in Southern California for, I don't know, 10 years now and have never once been to Disneyland in that time. You've never been to Disneyland, ever? I have it in my life, but I have not since I lived here. And so all Jungle Cruises to me is a distant memory of a thing that exists and whatever, it's a ride, who cares? I genuinely don't think the ride thing actually matters that much to me. So I, I think that, like, as an action piece template to be their weird Indiana Jones fill-in, like... I think it's fine. Like, I think it's going to be fun. I don't think it's going to be, like, amazing. But I think it'll be, like, pretty passable. Like, they seem like they have good chemistry. I think, like, the set pieces seem pretty good. Like, um, there's a lot Gore Verbinski'd into this thing that seems fun. CJ, I'm so tired. I was literally about to say, why don't they do a movie about the Indiana Jones ride? Ew. Spoiler alert. They have. And they're doing more. Oh, they are. I don't know. Shia LaBeouf. No, no, no. I think no? I, I think they've confirmed that that is not a thing. Oh, is it fucking Pratt? No, I, I think if they do... Uh, the whole thing for a minute was that Brie Larson would take it over. and like. They uh, would, but my whole thing is like, I don't know why you wouldn't just be like, look, like we're done with Indy. He was his own thing. We're just going to... We're going to do the exact same thing. It can be the same font. It can be all of it. Like, I don't care. It can be the exact same template. Just put a different person in, then no one gets mad. No one's like, you're ruining my Indiana Jones memories. Ah. You can just, like, do the thing, and it'll be great, and it'll be exciting, and it'll just be a different character's name. Like, you know, I don't know. Indiana Jane. Sure. Because woman. Less 
terrible. But Maybe yes. a but, woman could we'll also do it. Well, it would probably be a woman. I'd have to imagine, but it'll just be whatever that is, and it'll be cool, and it'll be great, and and it'll probably be bad, but like whatever. You know, no the fourth. Just, it, it won't be as bad as the fourth one. That's there's nowhere to go but up. So it's that's true. Exciting. Up in space. Up the Pixar movie. Up had a great first 10 minutes and the rest of it was okay preach sister uh what you got coming up oh goodness um more tv and the 2019 list maybe or something Mm, not quite yet not quite yet end of december it's almost thanksgiving we'll probably have some thanksgiving content yeah, honestly, the big things are like Disney Plus and um, Apple, which came out. Um, something that I don't really have in the works that might be on the site, but might not. I want to find a way to discuss kind of the larger experience of being on these different streaming platforms in a way that isn't just a roundup of the actual shows. Because I feel like there's so much of... The actual like, UX of it, I mean? Not so much the UX of it, but like addressing the library, addressing the experience mm. of being on the platform itself, which I guess is UX. But so much of that also figures into the so-called streaming war than just any given oh, or- original shows. So hopefully... I would love for Netflix to never autoplay anything for me. Me too. Day. And you know what? When you go on Disney+, Plus, you can go into your profile settings and it's like, hey, do you want shit to autoplay? Yes or no? And you can be like, no, thank you. Well, it's also funny because Netflix is the only one that does that. It's true. It feels like... It is annoying as Hulu fuck. Hulu doesn't do it. I don't think HBO does it. Nope. Netflix uh, is the only one. I do not know why. Well, but I yeah. know why, because they're the biggest one, and I'm sure they found some kind of strange analytics that yeah. say that that's relevant. Yeah. But anyway, um, there hopefully there will be something like that up on the site. I'm still kind of percolating it as you're listening to this two weeks in the past. Yeah. But, um, hmm. but yeah, streaming platforms are coming out. Content is a thing. Yeah. Stuff is good. Sling intent. Yeah, sling word? intent. It's a... <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It's an exciting time to be uh in TV. It, this is a this is a cool moment. Excuse me. In, there's another one coming next year, right? Uh, uh HBO Max. HBO Max. Oh yeah. So now we have as of this recording, we have Disney Plus, we have Apple, we have Amazon, we have Hulu, we have Netflix. It's almost like it'd just be cheaper to get the cable subscription. But here's the thing, I honestly I've I have also been joking about like, oh, we've just reinvented cable, but I don't think people are gonna get all of them. I think people are gonna pick. I think people will pick. I also think there are people, hucksters, shucksters, as it were, in our charlatans. Generation. Yeah, somewhat that will trade passwords and, and you know exi- definitely exi- have not definitely have not been doing that among the TV writers of Who this website. Who would do such a thing? No, of course not. Those that would not be an incentive to get content covered. Bunch of silly geese they are. Silly um, geese. What do you have coming up, CJ? Oh, I don't know. Um, Music probably a lot of stuff we're gonna have a holiday roundup coming up we have a bunch of we i don't know it's it's pretty much like all uh you know it's it's pretty standard stuff (laughs) we're so destroyed it's pretty standard stuff honestly like there we have both (laughs) i felt bad i really like put i sent ballots out to both my writers because like it was like ah let's do like an end of the decade thing and that started back in september so it feels like we've been doing for goddamn ever and then also or august i don't remember and then now it's like 
here's a 2019 ballot. And it's like, well, fuck, now we got like kind of two things going on. It's just a lot. And fortunately, I have like 30 riders, so it's not that big a deal. But like, it's too many things. I would highly recommend, especially in the wake of decade coverage, every year for TV, rather than doing like a definitive ranking, I just do favorites. It is so easy and it's so much fun and it always produces a really cool, diverse list of things. I don't like that. I like it. TV is always just going to be the Hufflepuff of our website, and I'm fine with it. Well, TV's so hard because it's so personal, and people have lanes. It's personal, and there's, like, so much. Pretty much music, movies. Like, most people probably are are generalists. I always think about it this way. It's like, I think for the most part, like, people tend to exist in those worlds as, like, you're just going to take in all of it. Whatever mm-hmm. you get in, you're going to get in and you'll consider it all in the same way. Like even people that don't listen to metal will listen to the big metal record, you know, versus yeah. like people that don't watch reality TV don't watch reality TV. That's people that true. don't watch dramas don't watch dramas. But people who watch like movies like watch all movies. the movies That's for the true. most part. Like, TV is a weird beast. This has been my private hell and now welcome. Well, it's a weird beast because A, it's overtly time consuming. Yeah. And B, it is so spread out across platforms across networks across genres across you know uh filmmakers across uh, availability like across the board it is a very specific and wild kind of thing to be a part of and and that it's weird because like tv uh, there's a piece you can ship off to someone else but it's like tv was always the default water cooler and it has literally in this decade evaporated as such yeah like it is no longer that like sports music movies are so much more the pop culture i don't know water cooler succession i felt like i couldn't get hit by a bus and have like the guy loading me into the ambulance watch ask me if i had been watching succession but it literally had to evolve out of the like ashes of game of thrones for hbo as the like piece of like monoculture like there just is no monoculture tv like literally even game of thrones at the end it was like yes it was a piece of monoculture but because everyone hated it it was like yeah it was just very difficult to like find something come out of even even disney plus itself is a monoculture that only exists onto the platform not onto the tv shows that exist other than i guess the mandalorian but like that's it it's very weird Mm. it's a very surreal thing cj i'm gonna be honest i gotta go to the bathroom really bad all right well we should call it here we can call Um, it yeah you'll find us soon enough drunk and doing a thing and and doing this stuff Rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend. Listen to our beautiful podcast. Yeah, share it. Send it out to a send it out to one friend who you're like, you know what? I know that you occasionally watch movies and maybe every once in a while TV and even even less than that video games. Sometimes you never know. You never know. All right. Thank you guys. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.